Let's pray. Lord, give us now the spiritual bread, the bread of life. In your name we pray, amen. I would imagine that you're not very different from me. That there are people among your relatives whom you like better than others. On the one hand, there's grandma. She's sweet. Well, for most of us. She's person never has anything bad to say about anybody. And she's a person who has reason to complain if anybody does, because she's lost her husband. She's had to sell her house, move into an assisted living center. Her money is going fast. She doesn't see or hear so well. She forgets more than she remembers. And yet never a word of complaint. She could find something good to say about anybody. No worry, no complaining, just the same thing she's always said to you, God is so good. And then there's the aunt. This is the lady who has everything, nice home, lots of money, big, beautiful BMW. Shouldn't have a worry in the world. And yet she worries about everything. And she complains and grumbles so much that you dread being around her. She just can't find what she needs in life. She's always worried someone is trying to rip her off about something. No matter how good things are for her, she finds something to complain about. Now here's the tough question. Which one are you? Grandma or the aunt? I have to tell you, far too often, I'm like the ant. And I would imagine that that's true for many of you. I mean, I don't want to think about it. I bet every one of us, just looking around the room, eats three square meals a day and, and more. And yet, the worry is, well, what are we having for dinner tonight? Why isn't there any food around here? Why did you make this? You know I hate this. How easy we find to complain about it. We all have a lot of good friends, people who love us and care for us, and yet have one person make one critical comment and we'll obsess about that, we'll get defensive, and suddenly everybody's against me, nobody likes me. We go negative. I'm willing to bet most people here have two cars at home, maybe three. And some of the families here probably drove all of them to get here today. 
Yeah, the laughter tells me I'm right. And they're cars and they work, and yet somehow we can find something to complain about in those cars. And boy, I can't wait till I get this one paid off so I can buy the next if they have the parts to build them. How easy it is to worry. How easy it is to complain. See, we tend to think that the, the key to being thankful is, is what we have. Or it's the good things that happen to us. Or it's the fact that things are going our way the way we hoped they would go. Or the successes we had in life. But what we find with that is it's never enough. It seems that enough always tends to be more than what you have right now. You get something, and we want something else. Think about when you're focused on having. Think about what happens when the thing you have goes away. I'm going to use an example of my, our oldest son. When he was a teenager, he, he was so excited once he got his license to save and buy his first car. He thought that would make life great. And he bought his first car, a Toyota Corolla, and he loved it. And two, weeks, two months later, it was gone. Now, the accident wasn't his fault, but the car was gone. And because he was so focused on having it for a while, he was devastated by losing it. See, the things we think we have to have, they don't last. They don't. What do you think? What's the difference between a, a thankful heart and a heart filled with worry? I mean, that's really the lesson that Jesus is trying to teach us as he, as he says to us, you know, when you pray, say, give us this day our daily bread. I think a lot of people misunderstand that prayer. They think, well, Jesus is asking us to bring all our wants and desires to God all the time like a, a, a great to-do list. You know, it reminds me of when I was a kid in November each year. As soon as the Sears Christmas catalog came out, I went to my room and I made this huge list of what I wanted my parents to give me. I don't understand now how they didn't laugh at it. I think a lot of times that's what we think that prayer is, that we're bringing God our daily Christmas wish list. That's not what Jesus is teaching. He's not inviting us to be selfish. Notice something. What he, prayer is not so much about getting God to give you what you desire. Prayer is about submitting to Him and asking Him to give you new desires, right desires, godly desires. Think about this. <laughs> Jesus is inviting us to seek from Him contentment. That's what this prayer is asking for. 
Notice he doesn't teach us to pray, give us this day abundant bread. He teaches us to pray, give us daily bread. Remember what you learned in the catechism? God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. But we pray in this petition that God would lead us to realize this. That all we have comes from Him and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. You know, God tried to teach the people of Israel this lesson when they were wandering in the wilderness. You know, they were complaining about food, so He, he sent them bread from heaven, manna, every day. But He only gave them enough for each day. And whenever they tried to collect more than what they needed for that day, the re- that what they didn't need spoiled. Isn't that the way it is? When we focus on things, eventually they spoil. Think of Paul's words. Do not be anxious about anything. In everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Contentment has nothing to do with what you have or don't have. Contentment comes from the assurance that God has you. You belong to Him. See, you know when we worry? We worry when we think it's all in our hands. Like daily bread and making it and everything else, it's up to me. And the problem with that is, and this is why worry and fear come in, there is so very much you and I have no control over. And if the pandemic has taught us nothing else, it ought to have taught us that. Sickness, a poor economy the loss of a job, the death of a loved one. We have no control over those things. And as long as we try, we're going to be filled with worry, fear. So Jesus teaches us a better way. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. When you pray, say, give us this day our Daily bread. You and I can't handle things, but God has it all in hand. He can handle all of it. And He does. And you know what? He cares about all the things of our daily lives. You heard it in today's Gospel reading. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear, is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. Your heavenly Father know that you need them. Are you not much more valuable than the birds and the flowers? God's answer is yes. God's answer 
is that manger where Mary laid Jesus the night of his birth. God's answer is the cross where Jesus bled and died for your sins. God's answer is the empty tomb where Jesus was raised to life so that you could have life. God's answer is baptism where God called you by name and adopted you into his family. God's answer is his meal, the body, the, the supper of his body and blood given with the bread and wine. That's how much he loves you. That's how valuable you are to him. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, freely give us all things? The pathway from ingratitude to thanksgiving, from worry to peace, is a pathway that leads through the cross. It's a pathway traveled by prayer. It's not looking at how much you have or don't have. It's rather looking at Him who has you, who knows what you need, and whose love you need have no doubt about, for He gave His own Son. It's a simple prayer. Saying, God, you know my needs better than I do. I'm going to trust that you'll take care of me. That's what you're praying. Give us this day our daily bread. Amen? And now may the peace of God which pass all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting. Amen.